said life is easy, but I believe by giving yourself permission, you will find you have more control over your life than you realize. I'm Julie. I hope you will join me by taking responsibility for yourself by only controlling the things you can and letting go of the things that you can't. By doing this, you will have discovered the secret to having happy, healthy, and more fulfilling relationships. This is Nearest and Dearest Podcast. I'm Julie Rogers, and you are listening to Episode 9, Taking Time for Yourself. You know that making yourself a top priority should be right at the top of your to-do list. But let's not kid ourselves. If you are a mother, father, caregiver, or anyone who is responsible for others' well-being, your self-needs and wants are probably at the bottom of your to-do list. The earlier in life that you figure out that if you are ignoring your own self-needs and wants, it will be inevitable that you become miserable. The sooner you realize this fact, the more balanced your life and well-being will be part of your normal to-do list. Obviously, being a parent and or a caregiver is one of the most selfless acts a person can be. I became a mom at the age of 19. My whole perspective of who I was shifted quickly. I remember my own mom, who raised six kids, gave me some advice early on. She said to make sure I was taking some time for myself. I remember thinking, really? When will I make that happen? I was working full-time and being a mom and a wife. I did consciously create some me time. I worked second shift for quite a few years when my children were younger. My husband at the time and I didn't want to put our children in daycare due to the high cost and the worry about who was taking care of them. I found time while the children were in school. I had to use that time to keep my home clean, run errands, and be available if my children were homesick. The summer months were more busier. Finding summer activities for the kids sleepovers, and still be ready to work my shift 3 to 11. During those early parenting years, my me time was mostly in very small moments. I loved daytime soap operas. The Young and the Restless was my favorite. It was my little me time. Every Monday through Friday, after the local noon news on CBS, It was a guilt-free hour of self-indulgence. No distractions or anyone to tell me to change the channel. Of course, there were times I couldn't watch every episode due to sick kids or appointments. But when I could, it was just for me. 
you have to give yourself permission to embrace whatever your me time means to you. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you are getting happiness from it. Your me time can also include spending quality time with a good friend. Nothing is better than planning a date with your girlfriend once a month and seeing a movie and grabbing food from your local Wendy's or if you have a little more money in your budget that month and grab a cocktail and appetizers at TGI Fridays. My BFF, Fran, and I made it a priority to do just that. We knew we needed some me time and set the example with our spouses and children that we deserved a break. Reflecting back on those years and the lifelong friendship Fran and I have developed, those moments helped us deal with our own life hardships and challenges we both were facing. It was better than therapy, and Fran was my saving grace. When life gets hectic and chaotic, finding your me time becomes even more of a struggle. But believe it or not, this is when you need to give yourself some me time even more so. Your physical health and your mental health will be affected if you think you can ignore what you need to feel in control and balanced. Control is making the decision to recognize when your mind and your body says, hello, I need a break. Reach out to your spouse, significant other, friend, family member, co-worker, and let them help you. At the smallest level, venting your frustrations without any judgment, and at the biggest level, let that person offer to babysit, cook dinner, go to the grocery store, so you can do whatever you feel you want to do for yourself. Even by just taking a walk, connecting with nature will help you notice your breathing and admire what's all around you. I suggest a local park, or if you have more time, find a new park or area that you have never explored. Simply by removing yourself from the hustle and bustle of your life and putting yourself in an environment that allows you to appreciate nature and all of its beauty will help you feel grounded. I know right now we all are dealing with winter months. If the thought of taking a walk in the frigid cold air makes you want to come up with a million excuses as to why there is no good reason to purposely go outside and try to connect with Mother Nature, I offer you an alternative. Go to your local mall, put on your favorite music in your earbuds, and just walk the mall. 
you can still benefit from the exercise of walking and giving yourself some time to have uninterrupted music playing in your ears. Bonus, if you happen to notice a sale going on in one of your favorite stores, it won't hurt to also put in a little retail therapy as well. If you are lucky and have that person who sees that you need a break and offers before you ask, you are blessed. This life lesson is one that you need to learn pronto. It's not selfish to make sure you are allowing yourself your own me time. Once you allow this much-needed act of self-preservation, you will be able to handle all your own life realities with a clearer, more open-minded approach. I tell my daughter Ashley, especially when her busy life is constantly full of handling my grandchildren's daily lives, to make sure she is scheduling in her me time. I remind her that how can she handle managing a family of six and two dogs without feeling overwhelmed if she doesn't give herself permission to manage her own me time. Sometimes that means she's in her bedroom with the door closed and working on her studies. I'm going to take a moment to brag about her finishing her goal of achieving her master's degree. I'm so proud of her. She has all her classes online the past two years since the COVID pandemic started. It has its perks. She's able to finish her classes at home. Time management becomes a priority that sometimes becomes very difficult for her to control, but she somehow makes it work. She understands how important it is to make sure she gives herself the time she needs to accomplish her own personal goals that she is striving towards. She is a role model for her children. Ashley also realizes that by adapting and following the flow of the dynamics her family has will guide her towards finding the best balance of life that she wants. I understand that if you are in the role of a caregiver, that taking time for yourself can seem impossible to achieve. I also know that every family dynamic is different. You might have other siblings that can or won't help you with the daunting and challenging situations you are dealing with. Or you might be in this all by yourself. Your loved one is either living independently still or in an assisted living facility or in memory care or has moved in with you. All of these options 
present their own very unique and at times emotionally overbearing struggles. At the end of the day, all you can do is the best that you can do. Recognizing your own abilities to know what you can handle without totally losing who you are is very important. I have shared with you in my episode, Caring for Mom, about how my family and I navigated caring for her during her battle with Alzheimer's. No one should ever judge another person for the decisions each of us makes when it comes to caregiving. I want to remind you that no matter what your current situation is, if you want to survive handling your own role as a caregiver and also be physically and mentally available for your loved one, you have to find a way to schedule yourself some me time, especially when your selfless self has given up the majority of your life presently to have the honor to care for your loved one. If you don't find some me time, your own mental and physical health will decline. I guarantee that. I also want to remind you that there are many paths and choices you will be navigating through as a caregiver, depending on the health and obstacles your loved one is experiencing, your role will be adapting as well. It's okay to reevaluate what is happening with you and your loved one and look at the choices you have in front of you. Ask for help. No one can do it alone. If family isn't offering any assistance or you have no family to help, there are agencies out there who will offer professional help. Start with the Administration on Aging. The AOA administers many national programs and services for elders. They also oversee a network of community-based organizations called Area Agencies on Aging and Aging and Disability Resource Centers. They offer in-person assistance with assessing these programs and services. AAAs are staffed by professionals who are knowledgeable about resources for seniors and their caregivers. They can walk you through specific eligibility requirements and even help prepare applications and gather supporting documentation for benefits. It is a process, but help is available. You need to ask for it, one obstacle at a time. 
You can't care for your loved ones in a nurturing and healthy way if you don't make yourself a priority by taking care of you first. I want to take a moment and ask you if you would like to share any suggestions or you have any experiences that have helped you find some me time. I would be glad to share your insights in hopes to help others who are looking for ways to make that possible. You can send me an email at julierogers at nearestanddearestpodcast.com. You will find my email address on my website, nearestanddearestpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to share with someone you know who might find it informative or helpful. I have listed the links for the agencies I mentioned for you to check out on my website. Coming up on my next episode, Forgiveness, I want to share with you how forgiving not only the person who has caused pain personally to yourself or others you love, but also forgiving yourself for causing pain to someone you love is the most loving and selfless act you can accomplish. It's a very personal and sometimes a long life journey to make a deliberate and conscious choice to want to forgive. The views and opinions expressed by Nearest and Dearest podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Nearest and Dearest podcast. Any content provided by Julie Rogers or any other authors are of their opinion. They are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.